Welcome to the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the Force be with you. Looky, looky, Simitai. He's a Jedi arriving. Treaty Senator. I am the Senate. This is the way. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Positively Star Wars Monthly Senate, home of uplifting, fun, enthusiastic discussion as we talk all things Star Wars. This is uh, recorded uh, September 2021, believe it or not. And this month in the Senate Chambers, myself, Stephen, the only British one here, you cannot forget who I am. And uh, this week there is, how many is there? Let me just see, seven of us. And we have, in no particular order or in Skype order, we have Chris. Hi there. Marie. Good morning. Ricky. Hello. Ron. Hello, fellow Senators. Ryan. Hi, everybody. And Tony. Hello there. Good to be back. And uh, yes, and important to remember that if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast app or whatever thing you're actually using. And remember that we are on various social media platforms. And uh, Ricky can just remind you quickly of yeah, you, uh, can, uh, you guys can find us on Facebook. We have a Positively Star Wars Facebook yep. group that we're all in, and we can all, uh, if you want to interact with us there. Um, also, we are on Twitter at PSW Senate and on Instagram at PSW Senate Podcast. Or if you like, you can email us at Positively Star Wars Senate at gmail.com. We have got plenty of room in our inbox. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so what are we talking about this week? Star- this week, month, month, Star Wars. Bad, bad. Vision. Wait, no. <laughs> the new Matrix movie. Oh, no. Um, uh, I haven't seen the trailer yet. So. <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing. I haven't seen it yet either. I have to. I've I probably to watched it. it six times. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, actually, blame you. just before this call, I was watching the Animatrix. I just finished that this morning. Oh, so. yeah. Wow, I haven't seen that. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, I, I, have, I have seen it. Can you believe it? What? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I fell out of my chair. Not a second time, but I watched it not long after I saw the saw the films. I thought, oh, I've got to watch this stuff. So my friends convinced me to watch it. It's on HBO Max, so I'm oh, probably going to do a rewatch of the entire series in December. But I couldn't help myself <clears throat> much. Animatrix, since I've been totally enamored with reviews on the movies and breaking down trailers, and I'm like, okay. I even unfortunately removed my Mandalorian background and changed it to a Matrix background on my phone. So. It's the same background I had since the release of, I think, the second season. Do you know when the first movie came out, I boycotted it because it came out like around what episode one was going to come out. And so everyone kept saying it was better than episode one. I'm like, I'm never watching this movie. Oh, (laughs) yeah, they both came out in 99. And that's the thing. Like, I remember waiting in theaters. No, no, I rented that one. I have no recollection of ever seeing the prequels in theater. That's the really weird thing for me. I have no idea what was going on in my life where I did not see that. I remember yeah. that the one was only on VHS. When the like 17? 
It was so all, all that hype didn't all that hype didn't I mean the teenagers years yeah my Star Wars was like during my teenagers years but all that hype didn't catch up with you that you don't think you saw them in theaters. No, I have no remembrance of watching it, but I do remember going to the first time I seen the Matrix was on video and it blew my mind. So I seen the other movies in theater. I watched all the Lord of the Rings in theater, yeah, I but I watched them in like Mystery Science Theater 3000 because I didn't even know what Lord of the Rings was. Really? So, yeah, I didn't know either till the movie. I had no idea. Out. Me and my friend went to the first one, making fun of it like crazy. I had no idea it was even a trilogy because <laughs> the internet didn't exist, so I had no idea it was a trilogy. So I'm just like, "What kind of ending was that?" And this dude turns around, he's like, "It's a trilogy, man." And I was like, "Sorry, dude. Like, I had no idea they had Harry Potter." Like, there's only just... one trilogy. <laughs> yours is yeah. a fascinating. I'm always fascinated by the origin story. So yours is a fascinating origin story because you don't get into Star Wars until you're 18, 19, 20 like that and don't don't even know what you're getting into. No, yeah. Well, I mean, I watched the first one I watched was Empire in theaters in 96 when they re-released those oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 97, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 97, yeah. When 97. my mom took me to that and I had the golden box VHSs, you know, right. and me and my brother watched those on repeat. So, I mean, I was of age, but okay. I still have no idea why I didn't watch any why of those. The, right. Why you weren't clon- yeah, chomping at the bit to see the prequels to see that like the. Yeah, that is that is yeah, we're going to deep no dive into that someday. <laughs> I was spending my last year of college, which was ninety seven. Um, looking at that little countdown, the little Death Star countdown for the Star Wars website, waiting for it to go live. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? And that was for episode yeah. one? Yeah, because yeah. they were going to have the little uh, things every, was it every week or every couple weeks? They are going to have like behind the scenes short videos. Yeah, and then like the episode one trailer and all that other stuff. And it took like two hours, two, three hours to download the trailer that was yeah. like <laughs> Quick exactly time needed to be cons- seconds long. Yeah, that was all in the, in the dial-up days. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that days when, like, somebody else would pick up the phone and, like, knock you offline and piss you off. <laughs> so I got a question for the for the people that remember the trailer when it first released, since obviously I have no remembrance of my youth. Did they really reveal Darth Maul's lightsaber in the trailer? No. Yes. Yes, they did, because yeah, they had because those Every time too. I look up the first yeah. original trailer, it's always, you know, the ends with Darth Maul's lightsaber. But then I always see that meme, like... People in theaters when Maul reveals his lightsaber, and I'm like, it was in the trailer. So I but mean, it was still cool. Trailer, though. Yeah, that was why we looked. Yeah. that was exactly why we looked forward to it because it was yeah. in the trailer. I don't remember I, if it was in the teaser because the I teaser can't believe was like they showed it. It was. I had the Darth Maul lightsaber before the movie came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I'm yeah. Now it seems like had a bunch of merchandise before it came out. We all knew that he had the double lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had no idea. We didn't know he got chopped in half. <laughs> yeah, that's the part we didn't know about. We actually, you know, I remember watching episode one first time and like waiting for him to do that the whole movie. You know, waiting for both because when he fights on Tatooine the first time, he only has like the one saber come out. Yeah, so yeah. it feels like a spoiler to me. So now they probably would have did that, but now they show well, trailers. Know, we saw, saw Ray's um, new lightsaber or the the Sith one. That was a little misdirection, but we saw that one in the trailer. Yeah, that was a purpose misdirection though. Yeah. Yeah. Because then but people I, were like, she turns evil, and we're like, no, no, she doesn't. But what we did see in the trailer was her in the Snoke's throne room holding a red saber. And I was not happy about seeing that because that kind of that wasn't misdirection. Oh, for uh, Last Jedi? 
Yeah, like that—that yeah. that was not misdirection, like the Evil Ray kind of misdirection brief snippet. We, luckily, I stayed away from that trailer and hadn't seen it until after the fact. I would have been a bit miffed. Um, I think that's spoilerific. Um, seeing seeing her with a red saber in that room because it just. You know, it's just a one-second scene, though, right? She pops the guy behind imagine him. if they would have shown yeah. so brief. Yeah. Showing Maul, you kind of knew he was the bad guy. He was new, yeah. and you could kind of tell he's going to be the bad guy with the red sabers and double blade and whatever. But Ray was an established character, so, mm-hmm. so to see her in a trailer holding Kylo's of all things, holding Kylo's saber was just yeah. I don't. I I would. I'm glad I didn't see that uh, trailer leading up to that movie that had that brief little bit in it. Um, to, yeah, to, trailers to, are so yeah. deceiving now. I stop watching. I watch maybe the first two trailers and then I don't watch anymore. Mm. They're so deceiving now. Avengers did it. You know, you Star Wars. Did one it. just like eight times right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a bit. You're a bit. You're a bit, you're a bit first trailer. Yeah, it's the first trailer. Oh, the first year. Okay. Right. Master, yeah, I watched the, the first one or two and then that's it. It's the master of all misdirection. Mo- Rogue One, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just going to yeah. say the same thing. The Rogue TIE Fighter. A ton of stuff that was just. Yeah, the TIE Fighter was the most offensive ultimately. Yeah, I was, but I was a great that all film. She's up at the top of the tower now. She's she's out on that um, balcony yeah. thing. Here comes the TIE Fighter. Where's the TIE Fighter? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. What? No, they just cheated us. He didn't get out of the cock yeah. duty car. Yeah. I've so, learned from that. End game Suicide Squad, they all did it. <laughs> I wonder if we ever get to see that other version of that film, Rogue One. They must pretty much yeah. have all that they have a that they have a content machine, content needing machine uh, potentially. You know that they not that Disney Plus is, that's going to you know drive subscribers to have some alternate Rogue One kind of thing or whatever, but to have something like that and put polish on it or how polished it was ahead of time would be the thing. Might be the 25th anniversary of Rogue One. It's funny because on uh, Battlefront 2, when you're doing the, um, you know, if you play multiplayer and you're doing the Rogue One area, um, I don't know if it's still there, but yeah, you're running on the beach with Jen and she has the data pad in her hand and you're trying to get her back to the ship. (laughs) Because I'm like, she never did that in the movie. But that's like one of the missions. in the original cut also. Yeah. So they must have been making that game before they uh, switched everything up. Yeah. Yeah, a I shot did a of bunch of that. Like the alternate ending was they were supposed to survive and stuff like that, and that's what they filmed. And they didn't like that war scene or something like that, so they separated them and put them on the tower. Well, it was like within the last month, I read the original endings and stuff like that to Rogue One, and that's that is a scene that I do remember them talking mm. about. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see uh, what the difference would be, or if, even if they came out with like a comic or something like that, I wouldn't mind that, like they did with the uh, the original Star Wars scripts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or even just yeah. a series of deleted scenes would be yeah. fine for me too. Just the alternate. Yeah, scenes. I'm not a big I, fan on re-releasing movies like that, like they did with Justice League. So, but a bunch of deleted scenes I think would be great. Yeah, an and hour I, I of deleted scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a movie's worth of deleted scenes. Yeah, basically a movie's worth of deleted scenes because didn't but, they recut that movie like all over the place? It was all reshot. It was yeah. a totally different movie. And then we could re, yeah, then the fans can edit it, splice it together, and make the movie <laughs> that that we think it's supposed to be. Did anybody yeah. else hear the idea about uh, instead of everybody dying at the end? One of the ideas that was thrown around was uh, carbon freezing them. So that you could bring them <laughs> further, further into wow. the of the timeline. I haven't heard that yeah. either. Yeah. How the heck would they get off the planet? Uh, yeah, who? That was like, no, I yeah, guess I like get the that, end no. or something. Somehow they'd get carbon frozen. Not, I'm probably not all of them, but you know, for sure, Jin and and Cassian. 
Just now. Uh, and then that way, you know, they could bring them further in the timeline. Just now. Like freeze them. How? And they'd be either, you need the chamber. It's a thing. That sounds such a fan. Fan, fan, dream. It sounds like uh, just one of those random ideas they throw around yeah. in pre-production. And I guess okay. it was for them, you know, because they didn't want to, like, when do you see, you know, them kill off? Well, like, sure, you're dying if you kill off the characters. You know, how, how are you going to make a, how are you going to make Rogue 2 if, if they're dead? You know what I mean? It's like, so I think <laughs> one of the ideas that they had, obviously it was just an idea, like somebody was just throwing things around, see what sticks was that were, to have, have them uh, frozen in carbonite and then you could yeah, freeze they, them they, they during the death OT. Stick. They were in a the, death stick and enhanced fog when they were thinking yeah. that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like when I you make dinner, you're like, let's freeze it and save it for later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think that would fly, especially in the face of like nuclear annihilation. Like they clearly were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Rogue Two idea you could do with a completely new cast of characters, uh, the oh, same totally. same group rebels. The you guy, know, tell a different story. I want the, the, yeah. An Empire Strikes Back. That one guy. Rogue you know? Two. Yeah. You said do do. So. <laughs> I want more Star Wars story because part of my part of my if I get asked what you know what our recap in Star Wars is I rewatched Solo and man that is just a fun flick I am sorry for anyone that doesn't enjoy that oh, it's a fun it's Star great. Wars story it gets, I'm on that train. it gets better every time I watch it. yeah yeah, yeah I love yeah. that movie I always have it's such a Chewy esque movie and I love it, Chewy <laughs> oh that well, the, it actually feels that that's his favorite film of all Star Wars because it just has the right balance of fun. And characters and a little bit of darkness, but not a whole lot, you know. Uh, yeah, like not, he, he doesn't care for the Sith or or uh, or Rogue One because he can't show those to his kids yet, because um, like his son is like six, and so he feels that Solo is just like the right entree into that's, that's true. all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. It's really interesting. To yeah, have his perspective on that. Yeah, and it has it, a lot it, of. It really is too. like a kid adventure yes. as movie. Now that I think about it, yeah, because it there's no really anything too heavy you know right han, exactly. han kind of takes out beckett at the end yeah but <laughs> but that's takes out Greedo, Greedo, too. you know <laughs> you know that's yeah right. we, we, we talked yeah. about that last time that star wars they blew up an entire planet and it didn't affect kids like your buddy with the six-year-old you know we saw that in star wars <laughs> and we handled it just fine now granted rogue one it's on-screen death um you know yeah, it's, it's yeah. a little bit more in your face for a kid but somehow we managed to handle it. but anyway yeah it's it, it was it was it's a whole lot of fun. I really enjoy the Han. I find myself enjoying the the Han turn where he's in Dryden's vo- Dryden's office and you know when Emphis Ness comes flying out and hits the hits the sand with the you know just that whole turn it was just a it was it was a whole it's lot great. of fun. Glad I rewatched. So um, okay, so this month primarily on the agenda is uh, we should be discussing Star Wars Visions, which had the uh, trainer out um, very recently. We should also be going over the. Um, Star Wars Gallery, is that what they call Star Wars Gallery? The one yeah. with the Mandalorian the season two, one with the Flanny, one with Luke. Um, and we shall hopefully be talking High Republic stuff yeah. with our resident expert, Ryan, who is uh, <laughs> <laughs> our high, high Republic correspondent live on the field. Uh, live, from, live from Starlight Beacon. <laughs> yes, that's what we should do, shouldn't we? Uh, but first off, as ever, we will go round the table to see what all our senators have been up to in the last month, Star Wars-wise. And as, uh, once again, in Skype order, uh, we will start with Chris. Hey there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I wound up first in Skype order, maybe just alphabetically. Um, 
But I'd say that the biggest thing that I did this past month was I did finish uh, Rising Storm, which was uh, part of the High Republic series. It's now been the third um, of the High Republic audiobooks that I've done. And uh, I was uh, a little less enthusiastic midway through, but by the end, I was really enjoying it. So, yeah. And then the other project that, you know, some of you may remember that I've been working on is this Alec Guinness audio thing, which maybe I'll talk about more in an upcoming um, Senate. Uh, But I didn't get any progress done on that because I've been working on my own film and I'm actually gearing up for a film festival submission for my own film for tomorrow. And so I'm actually working like mad on that stuff and i'm actually working on visual effects while we chat so <laughs> faster and more intense <laughs> that's right that's right the master of multitasking okay and they say men can't multitask right um next stop marie um let's think about that i haven't done a whole lot but i did i did start re-watching rebels but I'm not very far into it yet. Just a few episodes. Um, watch the Star Wars galleries. We'll discuss that a little later. And I did start reading Into the Dark. I'm not into the High Republic as much as, say, our High Republic correspondent. But I do want to read bits and pieces just so, you know, I, I'm a little bit more familiar with that world. And that's really it on this end. Very good. Okay. It all counts. Um, and, yeah, Ricky. Hello. Um, let me see what um, I've been feverishly reading um, Rising Storm before Ryan killed me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm nearly done. I'm, I'm so into this book right now. Like it, it's it's I think this is actually my favorite book so far. In all I the think ones it's that mine, I've read. too. So I yeah, it, get it. a lot more action, a lot more, a lot less. Um, well, I guess we'll talk about it later. But yeah, no, I, I've been enjoying that. And then um, my daughter and I's marathon that we've been doing. We did finish Mandalorian, which was fun rewatching all that, um, especially after watching that galleries thing. Um, just you know, just to enjoy it for the second time because I feel like I just breezed through these as they were each week, and to be able to sit down and watch them again, it was, it was, it was, it was good. There's a lot of stuff I missed, and you know, it was, it was really neat. And then we did start watching Resistance. I think we're like three or four episodes into that one, so I think I'm gonna watch probably most of season one. And then we're going to split and watch TFA and then go back to season two and then watch TLJ. So um, that makes so sense. Yeah. yeah, that should be pretty fun. So looking forward to that. And I think that's pretty much it. I didn't buy anything this month. That's so odd. Oh, I did get a shirt. I got a Clone Wars T-shirt that I found, which was kind of awesome. So um, it was just random. Just on the street. At five below. I was surprised they had a Clone Wars shirt. And like I was... Uh, at the grocery store last week, and I was wearing it, and some woman and her husband walked by, and the guy had a Star Wars shirt, and he was with the kids, and he walked the other way, and she asked me, where did you get that shirt? My husband would love it. So it's always fun uh, when you're wearing a Star Wars, some Star Wars gear, and somebody stops you, and, you know, they're a fellow fan. So, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, just reading the book and finishing the marathon. So it's been fun. Okie dokie. Okay, Bron. Hey, Chancellor. Hey, fellow senators. Uh, my Star Wars consumption this past month is um, from a video standpoint. Uh, I found myself rewatching, uh, sitting down and looking for something to, to watch and ended up rewatching Solo. And that is just always a fun, fun ride. Um, really enjoy that movie. Uh, as previously discussed, it, um, the, it's just 
a fun Star Wars story. So I was happy to take that on again um, from a Star Wars consumption standpoint to whatever the, the, the tragedy that is this day and age where brick and mortar stores, uh, a local, it's not local, but it's somewhat close. It was on the way somewhere I was going. Disney store is folding up shop here in the middle of September. So I perused in there to see what uh, they might have that struck my fancy and, and, and tickled my uh, Star Wars on clearance uh, and found just one trinket of, of note, which was a um, BB-8 mickey ears ornament uh type of thing i'll post it in the chat it's kind of hard to describe but it was it was a cute little uh star wars uh, bit of consumption for me to add to the collection a neat little bb-8 bobble it's like a christmas ornament it's um, about the size of your fist um but yeah it it you can see in the pictures it met the requirement had the clearance sticker on on it so i'm a (laughs) sucker for star wars sucker for clearance star wars um of note um if i get back by there they were still they would they weren't cheap enough for me. The the various, if anyone's familiar with the Disney, the latest Disney thing is like these keys, these, um, um, I don't know how they're what, six inches, maybe not even that tall or that long key that has, you know, some graphics and, and printing and, and iconography on them for various things. And there were Star Wars ones and there was Grogu ones and May the 4th ones that were commemorative of May the 4th or whatever. And they had them by the, by the caseloads, it looked like. So mm. I try to get back by there on like the next to last day or the last day of the store closing to see if those are, are, are reasonably priced because they're neat and all, but they still weren't discounted enough for what they were. But it was it was a bit sad, a bit tragic to see the the quantity of those things that you know existed. Obviously, they, they mass produced those and make them out like they're exclusives or something only for the day. But they obviously had a, a warehouse of them somewhere as they ended so up in this. Is Disney it like store. a like a key you could use or just like an ornamental one like yeah, a key to the city looking with, thing yeah it's a key to the city ornamental uh type yeah. of thing you know something like their pins oh they did have pins they did have the lucasfilm pin and there was another um black spire outpost pin um for the disney pin collector types there were no no of those that was there but again just it's like they were marked up to be marked down they they weren't they weren't at any great discounted price but yep that's my star wars consumption for the past month kind of light but i enjoyed it very good Okay, and Ryan. So I didn't realize it until looking back at my notes, but it appears that I've been on a mad feverish run uh, for reading as much <laughs> as I can on Star Wars. Uh, I believe no. last <laughs> I finished Rising Storm, and I said I started Into the Dark. Well, since then, I've finished in, oh, sorry, Out of the Shadows. I finished Out of the Shadows. I read and finished Race to Crash Point Tower. I downloaded my first audiobook, Tempest Runner, and I finished that in like two days. It was only six hours, but, you know, put a headphone in at work and don't talk to anybody. It goes pretty quick. So I finished that. I've been reading comics. Uh, As far as purchasing, I uh, discovered the George Mann set of books where it's uh, Star Wars, Myths and Fables, and Dark Legends. And I kind of really started wanting those because I've been struggling to try and learn Dungeons and Dragons and the covers of myths and fables is a Jedi uh, standing in front of a huge dragon, which might be a crate dragon. It so it's like, like an RPG book. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I bought those two. I'm waiting for those to arrive because they're like 15 to $20 a piece. And they're actually relatively short books. So, and my library wasn't getting them. So I found them online. I did buy the star Wars life day treasury that came out this past Tuesday. I caved and bought that one. With a just beautiful cover, what I realized is like Stellan Gios on the front. So Christmas. It's just red and green, and he's got like yeah. this white hood. And I read the first three chapters of that already. 
and it's just really really good it's nice wholesome christmas-like stories i'm very much enjoying that uh the problem is when i keep diverting to read all these high republics i put down from a certain point of view empire strikes back uh not stopping it i'll pick it up every now and then and read it make a quick note on the chapter and move on so again i'm glad that that's an anthology and i can jump around on that because my star wars reading list is quickly becoming backlogged of things that i need to read and other random books so uh and then on top of that all the comics you know the monster of temple peak and stuff like that i've finished all those so <laughs> unbeknownst to me i became the reader of the group and i'm just picking up everything that has to do with new star wars uh, including bounty hunters the main story so keeping up on all that making notes for whenever we do come around to it i'll be ready to discuss you'll be it. heading those discussions i think okay and people okay. can jump in well see this is good for ron because ron doesn't read any of them so you know <laughs> That's my thought, too. That's why I make a lot of notes. So then Ron can kind of chime in if he reads the main books. I'll make the notes of how they all tie in. And, you know, if he says something about it, then that works out just fine. We get more discussion for someone who's not spending, you know, days and days reading. And, you know, Ron sounds a little bit more busier making something important. I appreciate that. Well, for the yeah, for the listeners that that also uh, might not be consuming the race, don't don't single me out. Ron's busy not building his sail barge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still in the box, Stephen. Still, Still in the box. Still uh, in the box. Well, it's going to be pristine. You can probably sell it for double the price by the time. Rod, uh, send it to me. I'll put it together for you. And then send it back. No. <laughs> no. And then I'll keep it. <laughs> yeah, no. He purposely, he purposely left that part out. Okay, okay. Right. Uh, Tony. Yes. Uh, what have I been up to? I watched the uh, Mandalorian Gallery. Fin- uh, Bad Batch was that within this past month? Finished watching that, I think. And as for High Republic, uh, I'm still uh, avoiding that. <laughs> so I, I'm not. I start. You know, I started with the first book, and then I didn't get very far into it. And then before I knew it, uh, they were on to the second and third, and so on and so forth. So I'm kind of. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a very busy guy too. You know, not not unlike Ron. So uh, I'll I'll get to it one of these days. And I Excellent. think that's it. That's all I've been up to. I don't think I. Oh, I'm sorry. I started watching uh, doing a rewatch of uh, Mandalorian season one. And I think that's it. That's all I've been up to. So I just gotta ask, like you chiming know? in, not to cut anybody off, but like, are you avoiding yep. him just because you feel like you're falling too far behind, or are I... you not interested in the story? I think yeah, it's it's a little of both. I think when 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 uh, the books, the first one, when it first came out, we were all in the group. We were really excited about it, and we all started. And uh, somewhere in there, I don't know what happened that I just didn't finish it with everybody else. And then by that point, I said, "Okay, I'll have to play catch up." And I think the the the, the ship just sailed, and I never I never caught up, and I kind of never really went back to it, and you know. And here I am. So any tips? <laughs> it's, it's just funny because me, me and Steven didn't even plan on reading any of them. And then everyone was yeah, so I like, oh, let's start reading and then like and make a little book club. And then, yeah, now we're like, what, 14 books in? <laughs> yeah, And I mean, I was, yeah. I was one of the most excited ones when it started. I remember, and I, like you said, Ricky and Steven mm-hmm. and I forget who else. You know, they were, you know, some of us were really into it. Some of us, you know, weren't as much. 
And then in the end, it seemed like uh, it kind of flip-flopped. And, you know, for me, that I was very excited about it. I ultimately never continued with it. I, I can't really speak to why. It's just, I don't know. I just... I know personally, for me, I stopped and put Light of the Jedi down for a week, maybe even two. And then it wasn't until two weeks later where I just... The problem was when I put it down, I'll distract myself with my phone or something something that's not really worth the time you know rather than something wild (laughs) but it's uh so i stopped that for two weeks and realistically it hits a slow spot in the middle uh rising storm i think i even put down for maybe a a day or two but i was making a lot Mm -hmm. of notes on but when i just i just had to convince myself just to sit down read it you know get through whatever slow part it may be and then realistically after a few couple chapters it almost reignited my interest in reading Star Wars again. I don't want to say like the book did it as a whole, but just any book that I read, I stop halfway through, except for anthologies, because it's a new story every chapter. Yeah. So my very small mind where easily gets distracted can be like, well, it's a new story. It's a new story. We're full size, 500 page books. You know, they get slow in the middle while they got to build everything back up. And I just happened to be at a part where it started to build back up. And just the hope that like Light of the Jedi gives to the Jedi uh really just gave me feelings that really no book has ever given me just the amount of time that they spend the way that they care about people the way that uh all the jedi connect to become stronger it just totally just makes me love jedi so much more because like after old republic it was like the sith are cool and now it's like seeing high republic i'm like man the jedi were just really the beacons of hope and it's going to be sad to see them slowly uh, trickle down to where they get wrapped up in obviously some sort of plot and you see them being spread out more and more and they're like we don't want to be involved in this war and they're like well we have to because we're the brokers of peace so you can see this is the beginning of them getting wrapped up and everything um but yeah if you just do the main books obviously this and uh, you know me i can help fill in anything else because as yep. much as star wars says just read the main books I read all the side books and my goodness, there's more connections than I can imagine yeah. between any of these books, side stories, comic books. They all tell backstories to the dragon gear to random characters that they just pass by. And honestly, that's what I love about star Wars. It's backstories on top of backstories, whether it be mm-hmm. a record that you listen to in the eighties, it's all ties yeah. into something else. And it no, feels and like it's doing that's, it again. That's for me. That's one of the biggest things in star Wars is, is all the side stuff. Cause yeah, you get the main picture. But then it's filling all those little gaps, you know, uh, where did this guy come from? Who, how does he know that guy and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But uh, yeah, I think it's just kind of what you said. I kind of got to the halfway point. It slowed down a little bit. I put the book down and then I just kind of never came back to it. And like I said, the train kept on rolling and uh, I need to get back to it. I I, uh, have been hearing nothing but uh, lots of enthusiasm, uh, like from you and you know, and other people around. Everybody seems to really, really be enjoying uh, this this series, and it's it's something that's kind of different to Star Wars, kind of uh, bringing some new uh, new life to Star Wars. Uh, so it's 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 something I really do want to get back to, um, or you know, get back into. But uh, I just haven't haven't gotten it yet so hopefully uh right now the fall seems to kind of slow down for me uh the kids are back in school and you know work's kind of settling down so um maybe right now will be a good time for me to get back into it before the end of the year so i will will definitely come to you for whatever knowledge or insight (laughs) i need (laughs) because it seems like you're really into it so i'd be happy to fill in anybody and on the show or anything and the listeners too where if they only read a book or two that's cool 
People should not feel like they're required to read all of them. I just sometimes personally feel like I do. So this would be the place to go to visit people and ask questions on our social media. I, I also do feel, though, that sometimes it is intimidating that they're going for such a long game that it's a little bit overwhelming. And uh, like I felt that a few times in some of these books um, that, oh, my gosh, well, if I'm committing to that, that means I'm committing to like 12 books or 13 books or something like that. And I, I, Yeah. So I'm still sort of on the fence about it, even three books in. Yeah, I will admit that because it was a weird realization a couple weeks, maybe about a month ago when it was like, OK, yeah, I'm reading this book. And then it clicks. Even if you only read the main stories, it's going to be at least nine books. And that's one of the yeah. reasons I never got into kind of the post Return of the Jedi any of those series, you know, whether like right. 13 books. Yeah, my library has a, they have like an app. It's called Libby. I don't know if anybody else has that in. Oh, yes, I have that. Yeah, and you can like get them through like Kindle or, you know, like on your iPad or your phone or wherever you want to read it. Uh, yeah, which is cool because you don't even need to go get the physical book if you don't want to. Or if your library doesn't have it, they'll give it yeah. somewhere else in the county. Um, well, see, that, that's what I did with the uh, Rising Storm because I was falling behind because I can't lug, you know, have a book hanging around all the time. You know, it's such a big book, and so yeah. I've just been I've downloaded it from my library on my phone. So like, whenever I'm at work, I have a break, or I'm at lunch, I, or in my car, or something. I'm just like, I'll read it for yeah. like a couple, read a chapter here and there. So, and I've been really breezing through it, doing it that way. I love reading yeah. the physical books and having them in my hand, but like practicality wise, like you know. Cool. You know what I had actually That's done, awesome. not not with this with these books, but with uh, it was a it was the I did it with um, the book about uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon. What was that called? That was that not too long ago. Master and Apprentice. Yeah. Yes, that one. I, what I did with that one through the Libby app is they they have both the audio version and then the you know the book version. I actually got both of them. I borrowed both of them. And I was kind of doing the dual immersion thing where I was reading it, but also listening to it at the same time. And that was kind of cool. That's great. Yeah. So I don't know. I might try that with uh, with the uh, light of the, with um, High Republic books. See if uh, that kind of gets me through, gets me over the hump in the middle. After, after, the middle to, after listening to after listening to Tempest Runner, I really did kind of feel like I'm like, man, I'd love to hear uh, Light of the Jedi and Rising Storm, especially Rising Storm in audiobook because tempest runner isn't a book that's being read to you it's designed to be a movie that you're not watching so it's i was kind of like, like a radio drama yeah yeah so i was yeah. lost at times when i didn't know what characters were talking because no in books when they're being read to you it's and you know so and so says and then all the sound effects and stuff but you right. know in tempest runner i just had to depend on the voice cast to be like okay that's this character, that's this character, that's this character. So it's like, uh, it's not the best book to jump on for new audio, who's never listened to audio like me. So I do I right. do wish I could find some original ones and re-listen to Rising Storm because or Light of the Jedi. Those books just sound amazing. And I literally, in the chat, I'm a sensitive guy, I'll admit it. One of them, somebody sent like a trailer to Light of the Jedi and it literally made me tear up just by the sound quality, <laughs> the music building, you know, again, the hope of the Jedi. I love the wow. fallen and then the rising back up story, you know, dust yourself off. And, you know, it's I'm that type of guy that's like, yeah, you know, the Matrix where he yeah, dusts but, himself but, off and the music swells. And the he's cool like, thing Bring it. about it's the audiobook like, oh. um, for uh, 
what do you call it? Let the Jedi. Um, you can actually hear the music that the uh, the Nile are playing. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. the crazy beat yeah. punk or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Having yeah. listened to a little tiny bit of Light of the Jedi, it is a little bit formatted like a radio play. So I think you'll enjoy it if you do listen to it. I say the um the the, the, the voices are quite consistent across the books. They obviously I think they must have cross communicated because um well, what, like and the Drenger they 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 do the same voice effects. I believe that. it's all one guy, honestly. It's well, Mark it's, Thompson, it's, it's changed. It's changed. I yeah. think it, I think it's all Mark Thompson, who is he's become legendary within the audiobooks circle for Star Wars, and he does a phenomenal uh, array of voices. I, you know, and after you listen to a few dozen with him, then you get to know him a lot and the the sort of standard voices he goes to, but he still winds up pulling new things out of a hat with voices like all the time. Uh, yeah, his voice a- for uh, for Martian Rowe, I think, is just fantastically creepy. Hello, um, I am uh, Martian Bro. Yeah, it's very slow and deliberate and, and very disturbing. Me? Tempest Runner Me? has like 10 people cast. So yeah. that's all right. That's my drink game, very Meat, meat. Um, well, yeah. actually, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> do, um, that Mark Thompson, he doesn't do Crash Point Terror one. And the chat is quite consistent on the drain gear um, in that one as well, and how they sound. Which I say, so we're sort of doing around the table, a bit extending around the table. But um, I did actually finish um, the Race to Crash Point Tower after a reconcerted effort to actually get back into it um, uh, last week. Uh, um, this week? Last week? Yeah. Um, so I'm pleased to say that I did actually finish that. Um, so I'm collecting my medals um, soon. Did you finish uh, Rising Storm? Or you read that first? No, 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 no. no. I'm still stuck in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still stuck where I was a month ago. Um, but no, I, I will probably re- return to that one. Um, now, I wanted to get this one out of the way because I started it and it was shorter and I thought this might be a good way of getting me back. But you didn't finish Rising Storm? No, no. I, that's why I'm wondering because I, I got I, to a part and I'm like, did. wait. No, no, I didn't. didn't no, I'm about, I can't remember where I am, but I'm probably no more. So was it only me and Chris that has finished it? Wow. I think okay. So, yeah. Just the two oh. of us. <laughs> oh, they, those, those two books intersect at one point. Oh, everything so, intersects all over the place. I mean, like, yeah. they literally intersect at one point. So I'm yeah, I'm, that is an interesting book to spawn off from. I'm eager to read um, Crash More Tower now that I've passed a certain point in Rising Storm, just to see. It's a quick read. It's decent. Obviously, I'm not bothered about all the um, just as well. I'm not because um, if you read the comic, different series are all over the place, and you know what's happened in the different areas and stuff by just reading other stuff. So um, I'm spoiled all over the place because of uh, not read read them in any specific order. So I was going to read them in, in chronological order of release and stuff. I probably would not be finished Light of the Jedi by now. So, uh, so it's just as well, you know, read them out. It's just like any, it's just like it used to be back in the days when the comic series, you read stuff and they reference other things you wish you haven't read and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it doesn't really matter. I don't think to a huge degree, unless you really hate being spoiled, I suppose it might matter, but to me, it doesn't. I hate uh, spoilers. Yeah, Brian, you had a question about something? Well, about just for for the, for those that have partaken in the books, would you say um, that, like you said, it's a daunting undertaking because there's a number of them. But could you jump in or just read 
any one book and not be completely lost? Would, would the book capture you? Or are the books in a manner that they might capture in a way to go, ooh, I want to go back and read? You know, that I guess I'm trying to ask you that you would want to go back and read more and find out about it versus you have to go back and read and find out about it in order to understand the book you may have jumped into. Is it very serialized? I don't think it is. Or is it, or is it more Obi Wan saying, or Luke asking Obi Wan, "You fought in the Clone Wars, and you can continue with that story, but there's if you a bit want, of you that. can add onto it by going there's, into another." There's a bit book. of that where they're like they reference like events that happened, and like yeah, if you want to go back, if and, you want to expand, you can then yeah. go back to or go find that book. You don't have to be a part of that. Yeah, book you don't have to. Yeah, because I did that for. Um, That's awesome. Okay, cool. for the one Steven said he just finished reading the uh, Race to Crash Point Tower. They introduced characters from the comics in there which I had no idea who they were. So then that made me go and pick up those comics. So, I mean, that was kind of a fun little like side, you know, thing to right. do. Uh, it's, it's all tangential versus serialized. I can see the main book standing apart, but after like re- reading rising storm, I thought they were going to look more into one of the characters in there. Ty York. It's no big deal. But then to look to her story, they give her a comic and it's like, okay, well I want to know more about that character. So I'll have to read that one. Uh, if anything, I felt like Race to Crash Point Tower, I don't know if it was the writing style or what, but uh, I loved, the, what is it, the first uh, kid's book. I can't remember what it was, pre-teen book. That one was beautifully Test written. Test of Courage. Test of Courage, yeah. I felt like that was the character, the way the characters written were great. Yeah. And again, it obviously tied into Light of the Jedi, but Race to Crash Point felt like, if anything, the descriptions were really weak and it was kind of hard to tie it. You know, if. I try to take myself out of I have to read 13 books or whatever to catch up. Sure. So I read it, seeing if I can kind of withstand without knowing all the exterior knowledge. And there is a ton of information in race where it feels like, you know, you need to learn more before you read this book, because a lot of the descriptions are really small, like, oh, this is happening. And you're like, wait a minute, there's an entire book on this with the describes all these characters. And this character just jumps in real quick for a quick spout and then kind of bounces out. And it's a huge part of the story. Like, no, there's so much more going on. So if anything, I felt like Race to Crash Point it definitely needs Rising Storm with it. Um, but Rising Storm doesn't really doesn't need Light of the Jedi, honestly, because it takes place uh, yeah, no. almost yeah. a year after. Yeah. And it's just like the great disaster happened and all this. And you're like, OK, well, if I want to read about that in the prequel or whatever, then I'll go read that. Yeah. And I think, um, well, I mean. For me, I don't know when we ever get around discussing books specifically, but I think of having read Crash Point Tower and not read or not finished um, Rise and Storm, and there's there's just when you think that the uh, the old Drangia um, conversation is finished from the comics, um, where they seem to have taken care of them, because the different timeline in the Crash Point Tower has the Drangia in it, and that also raises some questions as well in terms of how they operate and, and their thoughts and that kind of stuff. But we can't really go, well, we can, but for me, it, it, you know, we've had this conversation before and we've talked about um, Into the Dark and that kind of stuff and questions about the drain gear and that kind of stuff. You know, what happened, where they're coming from, how do they get around the galaxy and all this kind of stuff. And there's, there seems to be a contradicting, uh, as much as I like the drain gear, I think, I mean, they're a bit one-dimensional, um, but... Um, there, there's some there's some there, there, it, it does raise a lot of questions i find a lot more questions being raised about the drain gear they were, almost i could feel like they could do with a, a backstory on them not quite sure how that would work um to, and it's yeah, kind of like a, in rising storm it kind of says like they don't know either so <laughs> <laughs> the jedi aren't really sure why <laughs> yes. you know i mean there's, there's obviously that but i mean i mean 
I, I don't know. It, it just, I just feel honestly not going, not, not knowing the rest of the rise in the storm. Um, I don't know if the Drangia um, is in, fit any more into the rest of that. And in some ways, you think they they wouldn't because they seem to take care of them in the comics. But then it's, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I like a good mystery. There's just, there's, um, there's just some questions that remain to be answered about the Drangia. I think we're reading the comics. I'd like to discuss them, but I'm worried about. I don't know if it's like a spoiler or anything, and obviously people aren't doing it, or maybe something we could do at like another call. But they've definitely talked about the Drengear a lot, and I don't know if they wrapped up that part and they may come back. I don't know, but well, there was I have a lot about, this, about yeah. it. I've been avoiding talking about it. Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, just briefly to say, um, Ryan Capodienza, I mean, Into the Dark, we've got this whole um, element spoilers. of how the, oh, well. Yeah, well, when it comes to the Drangir, how they, this dark side to the Drangir and that kind of stuff, and how they produce hallucinations amongst the Jedi and that kind of stuff. Now, given that um, Crash Point Tower and stuff is a bit of a kiddies thing, there's no mention of any of that in, in that book. There's no element of that at all, and they seem to get on quite well um, without any of that dark side inference. So it's just a bit, <laughs> just find it a little bit odd. Either it's a big thing about the Drangir, they... Um, produce dark side stuff or they just that's not a thing i don't know I it's just, see, I just yeah, i keep seeing that they're tied in with the dark side but my my only thought is that it's the dark side that trapped them i mean they showed the sith that captured the drengear and put them to sleep generally the dude you know who looks like arse face from preacher <laughs> it looks like that type of sith and he kept not really captured him but he's the one that placed all the totems that put the everybody to sleep well then there's a whole planet of them type of mm. thing that kind of just waking up and they keep saying that they're tied to the dark side but i think it's just kind of they're evil they really haven't shown any powers or anything but i love them because they seem you know when they have them bursting out of a hut because they're infesting in there like a worm it's fantastic but uh i just hope that we do get more of them and i hope it's not the last that we see of them because we're obviously moving on to a lot bigger things with rising storm i uh, yeah i mean i was kind of half half expecting that given the way that they introduced them i mean not actually the way um lucasfilm whatever you want to call it into disney introduced them i expect them to play a really big element in the whole whole of the high republic saga and And they really don't yeah, or uh, so they far they don't. Anyway. Yeah, and Rising Storm, so far they they just kind of reference they're kind of there, and you know, Avar is fighting with them on different planets, and it's yeah. not really the focus was, of. You know, yeah, quite surprised they were not included at all. The first opening paragraph of Rising Storm, the introduction of it at all, is like the Dren Gear has taken over the galaxy, and I was like, okay, wait, what? Pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now it's like you know they barely talked about, and I was like waiting for the Dren Gear the whole time. But the comic gets all – and Avar is one of my favorite characters. So it was surprising to see her and the Drengear totally 100% focused on the comic and Rising Storm focused on almost other character with Avar kind of peering in, being like, I need some help. I'm getting my butt kicked here. So Rising Storm was very interesting that it spun off in different directions from Light of the Jedi. Yeah. So as, as of today, not counting comic books, how many books have been released? Six. Uh, Six? Yeah, but there are also a varying um, uh, readership well, it, levels, yeah. and, yeah, that's, and that's, right. that's that's like a factor. That some are like 
adult and young adult and then kid and yeah so it yeah, depends so two on, of each two young adults two kids ones and two um normal ones i guess it's preteen yeah, teen they, adult. Came, they came out like in little clusters of three if i remember correctly i yeah. remember it was the first the main book and then it was going to be one of the kid or teen books yes. and then the other one and then they were going to move on to the next big main book and so on and yeah, so. It's yeah that's kind of where we are now it's an adult okay. and preteen and then a teen so it's adult yeah. preteen teen okay so there's been six okay so it's not too terribly daunting really, there's I guess. two if you want to just read the main ones and then come back to the show or whatever and talk about all the fillers or even if you watch uh recaps of the story of the side books because again it's a lot to invest in especially if you fall behind at least stick yeah. with the main two light of the jedi rising storm and if you're interested with smaller side stories, videos or myself can obviously fill people in rather quickly because none of them had any type of big effect other than uh, Into the Dark. Yeah, Into the Dark, I felt like had the biggest effect because it introduced the Drengear. The yeah, other ones, yeah. they feel like obviously side stories. I, I, I felt mo- in general, I felt most drawn to Into the Dark for two reasons. One is that Claudia Gray wrote it and she's just a fabulous writer and... I've loved everything else that she's done. But then the other factor, which I really appreciated, was that it was a much smaller, more intimate story with just a few characters that you could really uh, immerse yourself in and invest in. Whereas Light of the Jedi and Rising Storm just felt like it was a little unmanageable in terms of the number of characters in the number of different locations. So, so Into the Dark was just more focused. And it might be a better foray for people into High Republic simply because it was just less busy i really did enjoy that one that was and of course and of course into the dark um also introduces the the one of the best characters in in the high republic series at all um yes geode Geode. (laughs) that guy rock um yeah you can't do without it really i think i mean and and he, he does come up in the comics as well now but i'm not exactly the same impression on you as um as it does in the book yeah Um, for for those uh that are listening that are not familiar geode is our first star wars character who is literally a rock (laughs) well he's not a walking rock he's not a bipedal rock he's just a rock he just seems to appear and 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 reappear in other places without actually having a means of mobility but it's very clever and fun you know, he always he, scares everybody. He always sneaks up on them. They turn yeah, around. He's like the Jason Voorhees of rocks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Without killing people. Yeah. Yeah. He just like he'll be on one end of the of the station, then he'll turn around. He's behind you. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's literally on drugs. He's stoned. I'll do that. I'll put so, the. I'll they put talk, the they talk about it as being some sort of crystallized structure, don't they? Think yeah. 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 He's a crystal. Right. Well, he's a geode. He's got to be crystallized. Yeah. <laughs> I've never made that connection. I can't believe how dense I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you can cut him open and he has little crystals in there. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be terrified if somebody punched mm. him and it's like all the sparkly crystals came out. I would weep if they kill that character. <laughs> I don't think it's Yes, scary. you are sensitive, Ryan. <laughs> I, am, I enjoy a good hero story and these books are giving it to me. Like, my last my last thread i'm gonna fall to my death and it's like so and so saves them and i'm like ooh, i'd love it <laughs> what if the bad guy says i must break you <laughs> i might palm of, uh, face 
<laughs> well, speaking of heroes, are we going to go over the uh, Luke Skywalker stuff for the? Uh, yes, for we are. Yes, we should. Uh, I can play the uh, the official really? clip. Um, share the screen. Ta-da! Oh no, I know what's in the. Uh, <laughs> know what's in the options to watch as well? The official training from Matrix. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. So full screen. Here we go. This job is great in so many ways, and I think people think the job is great because we get to tell the story, because we we do these effects, because we get these experiences, because we go to celebration, right? But also great is just standing on the side and watching somebody. You know, again, like I said, I saw that child inside John that he experienced Star Wars. I sit there with Peyton. You see your crew just staring at Mark, and you realize they're remembering what it meant to them. And you realize that you've been a part of constructing something that's giving that experience to people, this good feeling, which fundamentally Star Wars should deliver a good feeling, an uplifting feeling in you and your family, your kids, whatever. Tear. Very good. There is the, uh, in, case no, in case anybody didn't know who that was, that was Dave Filoni, by the way. Without no hat. I know. <laughs> like Mando takes off his helmet and he takes off his hat. Like, what's going on? I was just thinking that's just great acting by the stormtroopers just lying there on the floor, isn't it? I mean, that's, that <laughs> that's like geode acting, isn't it? Just, just, just resting there. Yeah. Um, Don't you dare drag I... geode down like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does everybody think of that? I've watched it, by the way. Has anybody not watched it? I've watched it. No. I think everyone has watched it. And it's funny oh, that Tony was, the only the one that, Tony was the only one that mentioned in the uh, <laughs> the intro that he did watch it. And I think we, we all did and we just forgot about mentioning it. I think it's to be expected. Like, no, yeah, I maybe. That I did did you watch saying. episode nine? Yeah, I watched episode nine, of course. <laughs> yeah. there, there was a bit of expectation but yeah totally totally spaced on the timeline of things but yeah that was definitely in our past month star wars consumption all of us <laughs> yeah yeah so i want to hear what, what wrong for yeah what did you think ron um it's a fascinating look into into the star wars thing the, the, obviously i think the takeaway was how they dabbled with Oh, the deep fake technology, but then ultimately went to the tried and true um, photoshopping sort of technique of de-aging someone that, that you know, that, that I thought that was a fascinating look into, you know, where they were with it and trying to get to what they wanted to. Uh, some, some very neat insights into, you know, the creators and the creatives and, and, and truly understanding what they were doing and, and what they were about to present to us. The, the Grogu was quite the reveal, but this one was ultimately, you know, <laughs> going to be a big, big deal. And it was so happy that they were able to keep that, the secret that it was, the surprise that it was for all of us, because that ultimately is what made that episode just just ring so true or whatever so so the care and attention to detail it's, it's so much fun seeing this backstory seeing the seeing the how-to you know we're so ingrained in this as star wars fans over all these years to eventually get the behind the scenes making of some of us kind of want it you know the next week after they just saw the movie i, I like to have a little time to stew with it like this so it's kind of kind of nice to have some time with it on our own but yeah it was a, a fun fun ride to to see how they accomplished what they accomplished which was uh, presenting the feels to so many fans. Um, I am not one that is upset with what they've done with Luke Skywalker in the sequel trilogy. You know, so so to me, it's that's where he is at that point in the timeline, and this is where he is at this point in the timeline, and it helps to fill 
and um, create that character arc that is going to be Luke Skywalker that we know at the end of Jedi, Luke Skywalker in this timeline. You know, it's just going to help build upon that character versus uh, so much of the expectations and what people have built in and legends added to it, whatever. But yeah, I really appreciate what they what they've gone for and and seeing it with this uh, gallery thing was re- really welcomed. Really, really enjoyed it. I'm kind of like on the I was on the fence about watching it because I. As much as I enjoyed it, I didn't want to see how the sausage was made, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And, and <laughs> I did. The magic, you know, like, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I did really enjoy it, but I can't unsee the other guy now when I watch it. Like, oh, I, I, thought, I thought he was great. Was Matt, what was his name? Max. Max, Max, yeah. Max. Can't unsee so Max. Every time I look at it now, I'm like, I know that's Max Walk. Did they use any of the footage from uh, Hamill walking? I don't think so. No, yeah. They, so. yeah. They, they, so they put his basically face on what, what did they use from him i, I was so confused at the end of well that yeah what was funny <laughs> about shoots. that whole special is that they were talking about all the different technologies they use and they never really officially yeah. told you what they finally went with yes. and one of the other frustrations that i had with it actually is that first of all when they were experimenting with this it was really before the deep fake stuff was really refined and right. secondly yeah, and, and so i think Right. And and the other problem that I found really with it that no one was addressing in the show is that the guy that was in charge of doing the deepfakes was combining deepfake data from A New Hope as well as Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And to me, that was a gigantic mistake because um, yes. Mark Hamill's accident right before yeah. Empire, they, they kind of addressed that on completely there. changed. They, well, no, but in in um in the case of the deep faking, he was using footage from all three instead of just the last two films. But but as you pointed out, they were they were deep faking now where we know it to be in capabilities versus where they were doing it when they were shooting the Mandalorian right. episode two is how many years ago? You know, technology right. improved the deep fake concept. And, and to your point of they so much. Prob- yeah, they they now understand. Oh, we added too much input into the deep fake um, an, a, engine, if you will, so right, to speak, right. you, you can't have that much disparate stuff because then it gets confused or, or it, it amalgams mm-hmm. it in, in a way that doesn't look like the character. You know, it just didn't work, obviously. It didn't think, work, right. And obviously with the hire of, of whoever, you know, I think – they now right they now figured out oh this deep fake thing you know it's a new toy it's a new piece of technology that they're learning how to sculpt with it and and have gotten better at it um and there's just not that many faces of mark hamill from that era i mean he yeah he was all over but he aged differently i mean it was a six-year jump i mean he was in the holiday special his hair is different like yeah it's definitely a technology Mm. jump and at least they filmed it correctly where if you de-age somebody you don't really show them a lot. You know, that's why I was fine with yeah. it in Rogue One. It's because there's I think it's still a better option than a total recast for screen sure. time that's less than a minute overall. Well, and then you have like what after Return of the Jedi, Hamill really disappeared. You know, like he was I mean Yeah for yeah. years. And then you see him again in uh Jay and Silent Bob and that's that I I don't know what else he did besides that after you know, he started doing his voice acting, yeah. Yeah, voice acting. I mean, on screen, yeah, I don't know he what he did theater. on screen. Yeah, and he there's not much uh, photography or video of that. So, I mean, they were kind of limited to that era of him, yeah. you know, pre-Empire Strikes Back, probably. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think uh, you guys think that they're planning on perfecting that even more to yes. use, oh, constantly yes. use him? You know, absolutely. Like, no, I, I'll say no. <laughs> 
Now, I think that well, he's on board. They say, hired that guy for a reason because they saw some elements of his work that they were not capable of doing. And that's why they brought him on. And that's they something, go back something that the also, show doesn't yeah. really talk about. Yeah. Do they go he's back and fix negative. this? I don't know that fix is the right yeah, word, but you know what I mean? Do they fix this? Do yes. they, do they, do they you know, pop, punch it up? Do they polish it? Do they, they polish up uh, Tarkin? Uh, that was just wild. Are they going to special edition release it? They'll, go, they'll be going back and, uh, and tweaking it. I mean, it's Star Wars. That's just Well, I mean, they could do Wars. the same thing There's for Rogue One. fixing it and making it better. Yeah. But when you say use them full time, what I take that statement as, will they be willing to invest in a TV show with a young Luke Skywalker, in my opinion, it's no. absolutely not. I don't no. think the technology is there. No, it's no. too much of a right. folk like a a main character. People. No, no. You yeah. could have them like not cameo. for a full series. No, but you'll get cameos. Yeah. The next time you, know. you need, the next time we need to see him for something. Um, the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian episode and the Mandalorian timeline or whatever. If there's something that needs, or yeah. even Book of Boba Fett, you know, if there's yeah. something that needs to happen yeah. or whatever, then sure. But yeah, yeah not not full bore. It just the technology's good, but I don't know that it's good enough to handle a main, main character. Now, that's if it is, obviously they might do it. But now, that's it, why it would be too cost that. prohibitive, no matter what. Anyway, not too. Yeah. Well, if, if the technology, the technology gets cheap, but you know, if they get good at it, so to speak. But yeah, touche. The right, the cost. How, how crazy is it? Nature of it. That you know, years back you had George Lucas talking about it's too expensive to make this a TV show right now, but when it gets there, and now they're like bringing Mark Hamill back as a young man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. Isn't that crazy? Well, the visionary that is George, you know, yeah. that that he wanted. That's what he. The technology and the things just weren't there for his creative powers. That that now that it is, and the and and his uh, people that have grown up with it or are able to run with that. Yeah, it's very it's. It should be quite. I hope it's quite satisfying for him to see that now just about any story can be told. That that's always my takeaway with Star Wars and what it's done for for the storytelling community, movie making, all that sort of stuff. ILM, all that sort of stuff. There's no limit now to the stories that can be told. Um, which in the wardrobe, you know, little Lord of the Rings type of thing, you you couldn't tell that story in in 70s and 80s technology like you can. The, the vastness of it, oh, so yeah, the, the power that is where we're at, and to be TV shows or cinematic movies. I mean, the the, the Mandalorian's practically a movie a week. It's it's yeah. it's somewhat yep. that well done. I I always get hung up on the star fields. They're just so so flat. But uh, you know, it just they, they are. They're such qualities, such good what, stuff like there. What like ten million episodes tell. or something spent? Wow. Something crazy. Well, so one of the things that was talked about that part of what came out of that, the gallery was how Filoni talked about it, that they had their discussions of showing you who it is, but not showing you, you know, that, that as it's happening, there, there were there were the various stages of is that him? I, that's just what I remember watching that episode was was just covering my mouth. I ended up watching it alone for, for whatever reason, whatever, but you just, just covering my mouth going, no, they didn't. They didn't, you know, Oh my, are, are they really going to, you know, that they purposefully went until the hood reveal, even though the clues were obviously there going back hindsight and second, you know, glove and green saber and all this sort of stuff. And the, the clues, X-wing too. Yeah. And, and yeah. Even the X-wing, but you know, you just, I don't know. Did I didn't let myself, believe it i think all of us anyone that says oh i know it was luke is like i don't know that i buy that off the the very first viewing you just <laughs> right you, you wanted it because we were all speculating so hard who's it going to be who's it going to be who's it going to be and the obvious choice was luke but we all said nah it's not going to be luke you know it's just nah, it's yeah. not gonna be. so when it's there and he's happening in, in this shaky so that they 
took attention that they realized that and, and that was the neat thing about the gallery episode is they they sort of uh, proved that or, or showcased that or, or fessed up to yes that's it was intentional that made it all the more just wonderful that it was the they waited for the hood reveal to actually give it to you that yes this is luke skywalker and i think it was it was an intentional act and was so appreciative of of knowing that and then seeing that in the gallery episode uh, yeah. come to fruition and you know just being told to us that's the beauty i guess of the behind the scenes piece to to know that they put that much love and effort into it. So yeah. as great as yeah, the reveal, as great as the reveal was in the episode just know that uh, myself and ricky would have absolutely floored herself out with jar jar underneath that hood Oh, that would have been like a million times. <laughs> no. I would have, I would have floored my TV, honestly. Yeah, no. I would have like, I would have, I would have jumped out the front door and the window and like ran down the street and like screamed. <laughs> and like, and I and I watched that episode like, uh, you know, the Luke reveal like right as it premiered. So it was like what, like midnight here. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to make a cut of that. That would be. I gotta say, that would be funny. Just pull back the hood and the eyeballs, just the eye stalks shoot up. That would be great. <laughs> I, I wish it. I wish it. Mark's always Mark about it in, in any time, but I, I wish it would have dove a little bit more into that that phone call that Mark gets that yeah. says, "Hey, we got this idea. Or, you know, here's what we want to do. We want you to give it back." It just the, the you know I can I don't know I'm imparting it on him or just. The sheer giddiness that had to be in, in, in Mark Hamill as a kid, as a sci-fi fan, as an actor, as just everything to hear that, wait, you, we're going to do what? Oh, hell yeah, let's make this happen. You know, just that sheer excitement f- for him as an individual had to be had to be just just wonderful um, to, to, to be able to come back to this uh, universe and be a part of, of the episode. I, I wonder how much of the episode in the storyline did he know or does he watch the episode like us and sort of get you know i'd, I'd love to interview him in that sense to say because you know how these actors they only know the parts that they're they're on set for so they don't know the full, full complete story or whatever so that when they get to watch it obviously he's going to know the reveal it's no surprise to him but you know how exciting it was for him to 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 be a part of it in the manner he was had to be had to be top notch definitely sounds like a harrison ford thing just let me read my lines and go <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Mark's doing that at all. No, I love that he's embracing the fandom. Yeah, right. He's 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 quite the ambassador, for sure. Well, he went into his house with with Gro- Grogo, didn't yeah. he? I mean, what's that all about? I mean, we're not sure to read the script. I mean, which, to fit, convince him, says about two or three <laughs> words. I mean, how much reading does that take? But yeah, it was just uh, the amount of effort and, and the consideration and time and thought process they put into all this was. Uh, uh, pretty amazing really yeah and i gotta i gotta give it up to pretty much disney marvel all of them just the way they're able to avoid spoilers with the mandalorian to keep rogue secret imagine how much merchandise they ruined you know just by waiting because they're like if we make anything it's going to leak because that's how i found out there was going to be an atst in the first season of mandalorian because there was a lego set it was a giant it was on that whatever was the moon that made the alcohol they had a lego set of that before the episode and i'm like well you just ruined the reveal of an atst so when he comes stomping out of the shadows i'm sitting there with my arms crossed like yeah no surprise <laughs> but then they're able to keep something like yeah, didn't, they, didn't they have that also on uh when they had that video of um pedro and uh gina doing like their action figure reveals wasn't there a atst that came with one of the sets and that was like before the show even came yeah, out maybe yeah. but again i consider a lot of things spoilers because 
it would have been shocking. The way it's filmed, you can tell it's supposed to be a reveal, but a reveal is taken away. But to keep something like Mark Hamill secret coming back, and I guess even though everyone's talked about it, we got to touch on that. They misdirected everybody by saying it was Plo Koon. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's clever. Where you write it in a script because these scripts leak. Who was it? One of them, um, Finn. I, I, the actor's name slipping me now, but. I believe he left his script in a hotel. John Boyega. You know, John Boyega. He moved. John Boyega. It was, it was One of them that. left their script yeah. in a hotel. But it's clever. I feel like, especially this day and age, companies are starting to realize they need to get around spoilers. So they'll purposely misdirect character names. And using Plukoon is like, oh, that's kind of weird. I mean, nobody really gives a dang about Plukoon, honestly, <laughs> except for big fans. I mean, there most people probably don't even bro, know his name. Who? You know what was the chicken I said? Well, yeah. so, if you, know Filoni, you know Filoni had had the ties to him. So, and, but yeah, he, we we thought he was dead. So yeah. I don't remember. I, I don't remember hearing anything. But then I wasn't following or trying to chomp at the bit on Reddit or anything like that to to try to find out who it might be. Yeah. I wanted it revealed as it was. So I think there's part of that that the fans don't try too hard, and then. There's the love and the people that are making the thing that's, uh, you know, and they obviously limited to the 16 people that needed to be on set or however, you know, the very small number to actually know he's there. But the, those people hopefully are Star Wars fans that are well, otherwise and just not like, industry and get it. I think like the whole like speculation of Ahsoka overshadowed everything because everybody was yeah. like fixated yeah. on that. You know, like that was that was leaked and that was all, you know, but I think that was purposely done just to throw people off the scent, you know. And then for him That's to say, I, like, and put Plo Koon in there, you know, Plo Koon was kind of Ahsoka's mentor, you know, on, on Clone Wars. So, yes. I mean, like, that would make sense. But, yeah, I think everyone was just so, like, oh, Rosario Dawson's going to be Ahsoka, and, you know, how are they going to do it? That, everybody was so fixated and worried about that um, and excited for it. Who would have thought that there was going to be another character, you know, from the past to come back besides her and Bo-Katan, you know, on top of that? So Yeah, I honestly sat there, like, is that Luke? Is that Ahsoka? Who is that? Who is that for like the entire sequence? <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to. I didn't want to say, oh my God, it's Luke as soon as the X Wing, because if it's not, you get let down and the reveal is nothing, yeah, is, nothing's ever as big as your expectations. Yeah, we, like, we well, talked yeah. about it. Um, Ron was saying before, like, I was like that all the way up until we put, pulled the hood down. It's like, oh my God, it's Luke. Yeah, that was the thing. We're like, did anybody get it from the X-wing? Kind of, you know, that's what, that was our question back last year. Like, did you know from the X-wing that it was Luke, or you know? I knew from still... X-wing that it had to be him, but at the same time, I was like, no, it can't be him. It yeah, can't. it's I was disgusting. Like, it's disgusting. Came down. Like it was, it was a, it, it, it was a state of denial for all of us. That yeah, sure, exactly. the, the X-wing comes <laughs> in, and I don't, I don't know that I was thinking Luke at that point. I wasn't thinking Luke till I like saw the glove and then the green saber. But I still wasn't allowing myself to 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 think it was luke you know yeah. it, it was that state of denial the way it was shot and the way it was purposely done that you're in that state of denial that whole time until the hood comes off and then you're like oh you know that yeah. that was that was the craftiness the the artisan uh, piece to, to what was presented to us because yeah we they just and, and like you said to, to whoever said about the the keeping it a secret you know that doesn't happen, and we are like, oh, Luke's in this episode kind of thing, you know. And the beauty part of it was, is they, I remember, they didn't even, 
that's why I ended up watching alone because I knew it was a season finale, but it just didn't dawn on me that it was going to be like a big deal season finale. It wasn't like episode. Yeah. So right. it just yeah. you know they didn't hype it up. Oh, make sure you don't miss this one. There's going to be something good. You know, it was just uh, yeah. Here's the last. You know, there was nothing to building up to it to make sure something big was going to happen or whatever. Just let it happen organically. And man, I, I totally hope continue to do that because they nailed it with that we don't need the marketing you don't need the pr you don't need all that let it happen organically the way it did because that was so much more satisfying and fulfilling and 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 beautiful and what happened versus the this week's episode be sure to be around your tv Eh, you won't believe who shows up yeah exactly exactly i think the x-wing uh was a bit of a misdirect at that time because if you remember they had been yeah. setting up uh the x-wings showing up with the uh, republic uh, rangers oh. that were out there oh. well, so i had went right yeah yeah, so I know, yeah. Like, my initial reaction when the x-wing showed up was that it was going to be uh you know that main the guy that kept showing up the guy that gave uh cara dune the the badge or whatever i forget his name i kind of you know initially carson that Tava. Was my just yeah with, yeah Yes, exactly. Without thinking, that was kind of like my quick gut reaction. But then the minute I saw the hooded figure get out, I was like, okay, that that, that has to be Luke. You know, it's got to be. <laughs> and then, you know, then you see, then you see, you know, the gloved hand, and then, you know, then his lightsaber. You know, you see the hilt first, which is recognizable. But you know, once it turned green, you're like, okay, that's it. You know, it's him. And then the hood comes down, and of course, it was him. But I, yeah, I think it was. No, it was I was like that exactly until the hood came yeah. down. I was like, it's him. It's him. It's not him. It's him. It's not him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to accept it until I seen it. Yeah, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to. I just couldn't believe. I was like, no. idea, but... are you? I could just couldn't believe. I'm having chills thinking about it now. You're just like, you're just gasping that I couldn't believe they were going to go there. I was like, wait, are you really? Wait, are you? Are you going there? I just couldn't believe that's where they were going. And, and sure enough, the hood reveal comes off, and you're like, oh, okay, let's I go. Ryan. I probably let's go. Yeah. It was great. I got to give a shout out to the guy, to the composer, too, that Ludwig Gorenson. Yeah. His oh, music, yeah. oh, made, yeah. like Bo Katan's music, was a ringtone for a while until that <laughs> final episode. And then the uh, Death Troop, whatever it was, the de- not the Death Troopers. The, oh, that, that, uh, sorry, that no, I think they're yeah. Death Troopers Phase 3 or whatever. But yeah, their music, the build was perfect. And then the hopefulness of Luke's music. And I just love it because I've seen other videos where people, oh, they're going to put the Star Wars theme over Luke's hallway scene. Kind of like Vader had his own music. over yeah, hallway yeah, scene. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, Gorenson nailed it. Like the way it swells and everything was just like red misty eyed. I'm just like the music. I don't know if I'm getting older or what. But like it, it just happens. It, music yeah, that's, builds that's and composes. Oh, you're, you're getting older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's inevitable. Like, his connection, his connection with it, and and those ancillary things, and how they they all add to it. Yeah, there's definitely something to to life affecting you and just getting older that it all it all adds up. It's it's it, I've definitely noticed it and can appreciate what you're going through. It's it's a it's a fun I didn't ride. Even, I didn't, even I didn't realize even, that they used like the actual. Um, Star Wars, uh, John Williams music when they showed Luke. I didn't realize it at the time when I watched it. Yeah, you just that music automatically plays in your head that. when you I, see him. You know, <laughs> to his point, like, of how well the music was done, how well the scoring was done. That I, I agree, Ricky. 
the music and, and the music cues and so much of it, none of it stood out to me. It was just a part of the episode that when I say none of it stood out to me, I don't mean in terms of a, of a cool way, but it just it didn't stand out in terms of it. Um, it, was uh, it was just organic. Thank you. Yeah, it was just a part of it. It, it worked yeah. all so well, perfectly that, yeah, they use the iconic Williams part in some of the in some of the Luke and R2 stuff or whatever that it I don't. I don't, it just, you're supposed to hear that when you see Luke in R2, you know, it was just there. So that was very well done as well to, to bring those themes and incorporate them into it and make it that, that organic oxygen of star yeah. Wars that, that is, is music. And yeah, this composer's um, contribution to, to the, to the universe, uh, to the soundtrack, to the star Wars soundtrack, to the oxygen of star Wars. Yeah. His is, his is quite good as yeah. well. I have a, I have a playlist that I put on when I'm reading, you know, when I'm sitting here by myself reading, uh, when I've been reading Rise of Storm and the other books, um, and I have like every soundtrack from every movie and show in there. So I've been listening to a lot of the Mandalorian ones, and like, yeah, a lot of that stuff is like awesome, you know. Yeah, Lawrenson yeah. and his didgeridoo just gets me hyped. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but then it's funny. Didgeridoo's used in a Senate. <laughs> see, Gorenson, I could watch a whole episode on Gorenson playing whatever it is. But then I find it funny. There's movies like Solo, you know how we're talking about using Star Wars mu- music to help the scene. And then Solo introduced that the galactic theme is now canon music for the Empire. You know, right. when he's I think Rebel did that to, when Han Alono is going to sign up and the music's playing in the background. You're like, oh, it's canon now in universe. You know, the no, music, it, was, the, it was already in Rebel, yeah, but you haven't watched that yet. Yeah, there was some dis- <laughs> there was some, some discussion around that or whatever. And that that uh, Imperial March has time, been yeah. that wasn't the first time in in Solo, uh, so it has been has been sort of utilized. Now some of it's a bit ancillary, like you say, Rebels, and I think yeah. what was the other thing? The radio dramas. Uh, yes, had, had they a did. Piece of it. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, canon ish because the radio dramas have Luke or have Ben and and Owen as brothers, if I recall call correctly so uh, that no, one's they never mentioned that 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 was actually in the, the book, novelization right? for that's Return the novelization. Jedi. yeah there's something in the radio dramas right. that doesn't jive though there's some it, things it, that are like quasi canon in the in the radio dramas yeah yeah there's some things that you're like oh well that's really cool and then that doesn't fit at all like there's mm-hmm. these characters of heater and squeak that are sort of like in the underworld of I don't want to get on that stupid. Yeah, yeah, all right. So but yeah, yeah, but in there's... place of Jabba the Hutt, there's Heater and Squeak, which are really terrible. So yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. Anyway, the music, yeah. It's just... I know, I know, I grabbed a little bit about seeing Max, but uh, what about Green R two D two? Green R two D two. I can't unsee that. There was a droid, and it has to do with the blue screening aspect of things, right? To make sure that that blue screen, or so that they can get the colorization. Or was it? That's what I. That's what I figured. But it was. Or was it to throw off the scent? Yeah, because there's red ones and there's. I didn't notice that. It's colored green. Oh, yeah, from so a Flo Clune standpoint, you're saying. Yeah, the blue. Yeah, the blue. That would be. Were green instead. I didn't notice that. That's that, not, I didn't would notice the, it, that yeah. would throw off the, the people making it to I some guess extent so. to not have R2 there to have this That's green aspect. Yeah. Is that they that didn't address it at all as to why it was a green R two? So yeah, that's no, a, that's a good question. That. They weren't using green screen. Or, they weren't using blue screen. So that yeah, but know. if they needed to, or if they wanted to yeah. punch it up, or or if something, uh, yeah, well, I don't know why. It's where probably that would more be. about the misdirect. More misdirect. Like, yeah, that's a great yeah. excuse. Yeah, they even tune masks, so it makes sense that they would paint R2 green and just digitally yeah. paint over what because they said they they locked the guy that did all the digital art for the episode <laughs> yeah, for the two days oh. by himself <laughs> so it's no surprise there yeah i would say from from, from a, it was going to be slightly disappointing 
in terms of that episode was it was totally focused on that last scene, um, which I understand because they, they only gave they only produced one behind the scenes episode for the whole of the series. So if they're going to release a special. They were either going to do the whole season in in, in fifty minutes, or they're going to concentrate on one particular scene, which is what they did. So it's a bit of a disappointment, really, that they didn't expand on some of the rest of that Fellani episode and yeah. or chance to go back through the whole flipping series for starters. Are, yeah, we, like, yeah, are we ever going yeah, to see that? There's no, there's no conversation of why we haven't seen the same thing that we saw for the for this first season where we saw, you know, behind the scenes for... Yeah, I would I would have liked to see some stuff about the Darksaber and how they did all that and, you know, Grogu throwing everybody around. You know, that would have been fun to cover. Yeah, that'd be nice to see all the directors at a roundtable again. That's all it really is. It's just more discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, discussion yeah, yeah. was fun. Mm. So, I mean, it was disappointing for that. Disappointing for me because as much as uh, Mal wasn't, uh, obviously, super pumped um, to see Luke and stuff, but for... It wasn't everything about the finale. It wasn't just that that bit. Uh, quite it was, but uh, it also it wasn't. There was other things. And I just would be nice if they touched base with some of that stuff. Um, yeah. And also, they they talked about a lot of things in that in that in that episode. But they didn't make, as we said before, they didn't. Make, everything wasn't clear. You know why they didn't go with the deep fake and stuff. Um, why they dragged that. Um, yeah. Why they dragged, dragged Hamill in and then got another actor in to do the stuff after. Well, they were together the whole time, and I think that was the plan was to use deepfake, and they just never – they said it just never looked right. And Disney has all this technology for de-aging through Marvel. So, I mean, they did it with Captain Marvel. They did it uh, with Ant-Man. Like, So they have very good de-aging technology. So it makes sense just for them to be like, we give up. Just use de-aging. That was my take. Yeah. 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 They – Dabbled with a deep fake, but they knew de-aging was tried and true, that it worked, that audiences bought it, um, that it could do what it needed to be get done. And and that was my take take away from the episode is that's why they ended up going that route, because it just it was proven to them um, in some some sense. Yeah. And I think going forward, they're going to now by now they probably cracked it. I think that was my understanding was that, you know, it just wasn't quite there yet for how they wanted it to be for the episode, but that they were going to keep working at it. And that going forward, that was, you know, my understanding. Yeah. So they they said I, something where I'm they alluded to that they were good. This was kind of the future for them. They were going to really be be using that going forward. So I, yeah, think, I think once they, per, they perfected it. Yeah, Shamook definitely shows skills in it. And I'm glad he hasn't taken yeah. a side in the argument because he always did the, well, here's Han Solo as yeah. old Harrison Ford as young Harrison Ford. And I <laughs> never liked that because I'm like, the dude's 50 years old. You can't just place him in a movie where he's 30 and everything's going to be fine. So I think it was one of the reasons they hired him is because he really didn't take a side in it. He just exactly. said, here's my skill. Yeah. Here's my here's skill. Yeah. Here's what I can do. So I didn't need to let, let the work speak for itself and, and not like say, take sides in it a while and say, Oh, Disney, you're doing this all wrong. I could do it so much better. Nope. Just put it out there and let them see it go. Oh, Hey, wait, this guy's yeah. doing pretty good. Why is he not on the payroll? You know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and get to that point. Yeah, I think he you guys think well, we'll see can't some... wait to hear his backstory, you know, to see that making of or hear those interviews 10 years, five years down the road now of, of, of how that all comes to be for him. You think we'll see de-aged uh, tomorrow Morrison in Boba Fett? Either if, that or they'll bring Daniel him? Logan in finally, which would be wonderful. Yeah, that, I think they should. Oh. He's just a voice actor, isn't he? No, he's the Daniel Logan. No, Daniel Logan was uh, Boba young Boba Fett in in Attack of the Clones. Oh, you don't want to do that. 
Like, oh yeah, <laughs> sure you do. Because he because <laughs> he has to look like young Tamar Morrison. So the dude, he's gonna look an older Daniel Logan will look completely different. So I think if they're gonna show a young Alpha, then they should it should probably de-age them. And imagine how many digital scans they have of his face anyway. Like, I well, think I'm fans would like, go fans would go don't... crazy over seeing Daniel Logan. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of there's plenty of reasons to see Tamora. So yeah, having some backstory or flashback that is a an early early twenties Boba Fett or whatever, and it's it's Logan that maybe they yes. what do you I want to say de-age into Tamora. You know that they they meld them to something or just flat Absolutely. out show you just flat out show you Daniel Logan. I think I think would be uh, yeah, acceptable. Even in, uh, Episode two, they kind of uh, merged both of them together to make the middle, you know, in between, you know, Django and Boba. The one sitting at the computer. Yeah, the one mm-hmm. in the in the commissary too eating. Wasn't that like um, a third guy? That was a third guy. It was a third guy. Yeah. It was a third guy. There was a third guy too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so the press they could easily do then a uh, uh, Daniel Logan. I'm just wondering if they Daniel show Logan. if they ever show clones again, like in Mando uh, flashbacks, like when he was a kid, um, if they would use you know younger Tamora as the clone troopers, if they want to go that route and do some fleshing out for the backstory of man. Yeah, they could. I, I suspect though, that if they do move into a second solo movie or a solo series that they'll bring in Daniel Logan, because Daniel Logan is really the perfect age to be the young Boba Fett opposite the young Han Solo in that era. See that would oh, work. that would work. I would take that yeah. him and him and Alden go ahead yeah. and recast yeah, it, right. if you will, so to speak, and let them that's be right. those characters. Yeah, I'd sign on board for that. Fantastic. Yeah. I would yeah. buy that. So long as it's a good story, it's always got to be a good yeah. story. Good story. I need I need to interject because we've all got um, visions on our agenda. Let's do it. Forward. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. So um, I've got the so just to be sorry, Stephen, just to be yeah. clear. We're going to table discussion about the return of Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker for some animated anime Star Wars stuff. Okay, I've just wanted to be clear. Yes. Yes. We weren't yes. even yes. talking about Hamill anymore. Yeah. We were talking about... <laughs> we treat all aspects of Star Wars equally here. Oh, okay. No Star Wars left behind. Um, so, holiday uh, I've got the trailer. I love the holiday special. <laughs> I will... Just share my screen again. We'll watch the trainer and and we can discuss. Let me see where's the there it is. Start sharing. Blah 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 blah. Three, two, one, play. Long ago, a great warrior came to this village and entrusted our ancestors with this. Its power and responsibility now lie with you. At last, the moment arrives. It's the first time I've confronted such darkness. Something ancient and sinister. Proper family. 
I accept this responsibility. So like fun. Let's go. It's September twenty awesome. second. Yep. It looks so great. Yep. I mean, that is that is that yeah. is a trailer that is chock full of visual blitberts of, of there, there's all a sorts lot of goodness of, um, for shorts. Of, um, sequel inferences there. I think there's a lot of laser bolt freezing. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. single thing. Somebody's freezing a, a, a laser bolt. I did like seeing the moss. Uh, Oh, that's the arena again. Chat to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Have the uh, the live aid fundraiser or whatever that was going to be. <laughs> My takeaway <laughs> watching it is is seeing just again it gets back to George's letting other storytellers and directors you know play in his universe. That you know that was kind of his vision at one point or wanting something that the, he's getting to see that come to fruition. I, I hope the stories do. Star Wars universe justice that they're not all wacky tangent um, comic booky type of stuff whatever. but I'll get over that that's my hang up but to see this coming to fruition that what it's a seven anime studios telling nine different stories that is probably what I'm most excited about to just see these different things uh, and their take and in addition to hopefully the Star yeah. Wars universe and, 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 and add to it in a way that's going to be I don't want to get too wacky with this one because it's not going to be canon because this is like alternate you know universe type of deal so like they could go as far as they want to on this one have crazy force powers and have you know person bring down a star destroyer with one finger kind of thing but (laughs) it's not going to impact the the, the lightsaber so I mean they're getting pretty crazy yeah Yeah, it's not going to impact that was my thing I didn't care for the pinwheel whatever that thing was me neither and I I enjoy the wackiness but it's like one of those is so cool but when it again when the sound drops out and the I know it's the twin episode when she's locking and loading the lightsaber like that just blows my mind because that's a video you know that's cinematography the sound drops off much like the last jedi where they drop the sound off before the holdo maneuver they drop the sound out they do the action and then it just goes to you know crank it up to at 11 again so it's being the anime nut i am beyond hyped and you know being almost anti-cgi that i am this is what i've been clamoring for forever do we know i am stoked these are all shorts yeah I wonder how short though. Like, are well, that's just, I'm just reading. I'm worried they'll be five minutes. Yeah, I hope not. Honestly, I'm worried they're going to be five minutes long. Well, no, apparently not. I'm not, not sure. I'm no, not it sure. is announced. It could be five minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Yeah. We have no it's idea. Just, I will tell you as a fan that went through the Tartakovsky era, uh, you know, and got one minute shorts. One minute shorts <laughs> were awesome. You know, <laughs> I got so much out of those that first season when they were only like a minute or two, and it was a minute every week or something. It was it was difficult. Yeah. Short, yeah. and it was yeah. in between yes. like, but it was awesome because it was Star Wars yeah. content on my big screen. So yeah, I'll, 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 however Apparently, short they are, it doesn't matter. I'll take it. Apparently, it's been it's been released that they're between thirteen and twenty two minutes. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I, was, I was honestly worried they're going to be three or four minutes long. Okay, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. This- Apparently, the social media embargoes are lifted on September the 20th, September the 17th, and review embargoes are lifted the day before on September the 21st. Oh boy! Okay, so turn so off my phone. Is, so yeah, so people that have week? seen it can start com- talking about it. When does hmm. it start? 22nd. I presume they're all coming out the same day. I don't know. Okay. Ten days from now, yeah. I heard that too. They're all releasing, and that's why I was worried there'll be five minutes because I'm like. There's no way yeah. they'll make nine episodes all at 40 minutes and have like a seven hour movie. Well, because so. they just released on Disney Plus the um, they did little uh, little series about the dog from Up, which are really good. Um, oh, okay. And those, yeah, it's <laughs> Doug Day's story. Those yeah, are really cute. Those are, yeah, those are good. But they're like maybe five to seven minutes long, you know, and they released okay. them all on the same day. So Right, right. Yeah, yeah so I sat and watched them all for like uh, maybe it took like an hour to watch Do them all. We- do we think the what is it seven houses nine stories? Do we think the nine stories are nine individual uh, in their own compartment stories, or are they nine stories so. that might tie together in 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 some maybe the last one or you know in some overarching um, aspect? I, I feel they're, they're all they're standalone. standalone. You think yeah, they're, they're standalone? They're all yeah, separate. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, it's hard for me to say because I haven't been following that that much. The trailer kind of made do you think. Because, like you said, there there's different animation studios there, and I don't yeah. believe I heard that there were any uh, collaborations. Collaborate. Yeah, they made them all like here, make what you want to make, and yeah. exactly. all together. no reins they could do whatsoever. Yeah, so right. The one made the fun kid family. The one made a dark one. The one made yeah. yeah okay, so right, they'd yeah. be all bit all over the place, but maybe in a different or in a similar era. One, I think it's got to be something their type of anime that they do yeah. and, and you That's can see right. that in the in the trailer so you know each one kind of did who who was uh, the anime fan like, did you are you are you are you excited because you're going to see some of the anime you recognize or from a studio you recognize or something is that part or is it just a lot of studios in make general like, you want starters a lot of the studios make lesser known ones um but no it's just the anime style you've seen lots of fan everyone's seen like the fan releases of the tie fighters and the openings you know, a lot of people have seen that and they've all said, you know, this is the type of action that, you know, it's, would be fantastic. So it's, I think just anime is much more fluent the way that the characters are drawn. I mean, even when I was watching Animatrix this morning, the way a character stood up, I'm like, they did a great job. It's not blocky like it is with CGI, like everyone looks like they're on marionette strings. Like there's so mm-hmm. much fluency in anime and really an over an exaggeration of uh abilities and powers and the flipping around and shooting electricity they're fighting on two different star destroyers shooting electricity at each other like it just looks amazing and then there's like the cute little bunny character that's going to be funny and she apparently has multiple backstories so uh and there's going to be what the musical one which i watch a lot of my hero academia and one of the best episodes in the entire series is a musical festival where they just sing and like do stuff. And it's one of the most emotional scenes in the entire series because it has a young character that, you know, is happy and stuff like that. And it's it just seems funnier on this horrible desert planet. A lot of people enjoy pod racing. And then it's like, oh, wait, it might be a whole Renfest thing where there's people singing songs before races. And, you know, so to me, it's like almost that it's canon because I'm. I'll just tie it in with pretty much canon unless it's purposely overwritten. Like if it works, yeah. Wonky as crazy as it wants. 
like I said, it, I think the fan lightsaber is like, okay, that's a little too much. <laughs> so, but when it so comes we, to powers, well, we had helicopter ones already, so. uh, and those <laughs> didn't work either. I was gonna yeah. mention I was gonna mention those, but we got but off of it, canon. so I stopped. Oh, <laughs> the just uh, the being a, being an engineer, just no, the flying lift. Oh, I just the, that took me so anyway. So uh, um, th- there won't be any rocks. There there won't be any rock characters in these, will there? <laughs> well, that'd be I want to see anime. Uh, Geo, really? Because because what? Want to see that. <laughs> Just like a self part cutout, kind of moving across the screen. Stephen, can you bring that back up and screen share, and just maybe not watch it again, but just randomly pick uh, um, parts on the timeline? Uh, there's so much visual. Bunny looks so cool. I do like the bunny one, and I like the uh, like one, the part where you guys said with the lightsaber with putting the crystal in it. That, that yeah, that. I can see this being something I'm probably going to rewatch over and over again because it's just. I like yeah. seeing that death that death star droid. Yeah. Yeah. And then they already said that they're making a manga out of one of the stories already. I believe they're already expanding one of them. So I think one of them is already that, going to be canon. That manga came out this week, right? Was, is that yeah, that doesn't tie in though, right? Because it's High Republic. There was going to be a prose story. novel too, wasn't there? So that's yeah, the, interesting. The the novel uh, Ronin is related to one of the that's stories. The one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a novel and not a manga? I believe it was a novel. Steven's got it up there. I did, yeah. I did, I did see novel. this and wanted to ask about it. That they, and, you know, the the whether the voiceover is truly in line with what the visual is, or whatever. But yeah, there was the um, somebody entrusted uh, ancestors with this, and it was a red kyber crystal, or so we assume to be a red kyber crystal. That that I think that's a little curious, odd. That I, I don't know that I like the Sith. Um, what do they do to make their crystals red? They, they well, what if it disgrace turns, them or what whatever. What if it turns a different it's... color when the other person gets it because they're not as sithy, you know? Like, what if it turns <laughs> green? Turns back. Yeah, it just – so that would be interesting to see. But I thought that was interesting that they were handing off crystal. But, again, whether the, we, we talked how trailers sort of uh, can lead – whether the voiceover truly matches the visuals that's being shown that will remain to be seen. But, yeah, that, that was a – the the opening of the of the box and seeing the hilt. I mean, it's a, a hilt, even though it's a new one, a hilt – is iconic and it just it's so yeah. awesome to see a hilt in a ceremonial um vessel like that or whatever that's a, it's a great visual as well of the one i got from uh disneyland so. <laughs> space has got some pot rivets here and a screw <laughs> it looks it looks it looks uh, I, I i take it it looks like a hilt uh, i mean it looks it looks obviously i know it's supposed this to be one looks like uh, an episode one lightsaber but it has like vader's safety hilt. switch or, there yeah. safety switch i so love that how Instead of taking the taking it all apart, the hilt all apart, they just lock and load under the button. I'm like, yeah. that's yeah. brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Kind of simple. It's also worth talking about the uh, the cast, the voiceover cast for the yeah. American. It's it's incredible. Um, so yeah, George Takei, which Good George Takei did some George Takei did some voices in uh, uh, Clone Wars, and he's yeah. back. Uh, and then there's also, uh, you know, Neil Patrick Omar. Harris, Temuera hmm. Morrison is doing Boba Fett. There's a Saturday um, Night Live guy. Um, Bobby Moynihan. Buy two in the box or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Moynihan. Kyle Chandler. I'm just looking through the IMDb Lucy page Lou. now. Uh, Lucy Liu. That's right. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. David Harbour from Stranger Things. James Stephen, Hong that shot from you have, Blade Runner. Yeah. Jim that, is, 
that is not that is not a Dexter Jester. That was just a, a just the way the anime is 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 being filmed or whatever. That that's not a person. Yeah, that's not a girl with six she's arms. Making it just... appear like she has four. I don't think mm. she has. Six Okay, she's not. All right. You can kind of see shadows in the other four yeah. arms. Yeah, it's just it just happens to be the frame that he froze that it looks like what we're seeing is 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 a fair-haired uh Well, I think she's uh, actually that's her she's the, actually doing it though. I think she's making it seem like kind of like which saber is the real saber. You know, one of those kind of fooling things. I think she's actually making it look like she has six sabers. Multiple. That's not scared. just like a streak view, you know. Okay, that's kind of like an inquisitor. Cuz they all light at the same time. So she's making them all appear that way. And then this one is a. Uh, I have a secret to tell Sith you. Ma- he's a Sith. Yeah, he's an old Sith. Oh, and a young kid with a blue saber. Yeah, I see it yeah. there. I smell interesting deodorant. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, caption this. this is a fun game of caption this. That's for sure. <laughs> he's kind of got like a mall or a alien kind of thing going on with his chin there. But it's hair, but it looks like horns. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's hair. Let's see what else you find. There's Just... lop. I mean, I guess they had to just go with the most common bunny name. Lop is a character name. Well, we just missed the. Uh, it gone? They couldn't use Usagi again because that's in every anime. Yeah. I wasn't sure that one. And this, the black and white episodes are a great yeah. callback to George's original idea that it's all Ronin storytelling anyway. Yeah. So explain yeah. that to me, Ronin storytelling. Well, you know the black samurais. and white, almost like yeah, yeah samurai. Like, it's it's funny because I actually did I started watching Hidden Fortress um last weekend because it's on Disney Excellent. or uh, HBO Max and I had never seen it I've been looking for that movie to watch it like for years and so yeah you know that's basically you know C three PO and RG two walking around and so I kind of knew the yeah. kind of knew the Ronin when it was quasi samurai but uh, I was thinking was the Ronin storytelling having something to do with black and white it's just the old well, samurai movies had uh yeah it's just those, is that is the that Kurosawa the going yeah, for there yeah. okay, okay the movies from the fifties. Yeah. Black and white, Wind right. blowing in the background, right. so, kind of like how okay. George also took for Han Solo westerns, you know, and they showed that in Mandalorian. And, yeah. and what I saw there, the visual is going to be fun because, yeah, if it's a black and white episode, but the color is, yeah. let's say, just the sabers, that's really going to be impactful to see, you know, a red and blue fighting or something, whatever might be going on there. So, yeah, this is, this is an interesting shot of the of the Star Destroyer that, that you know, obviously is so reminiscent of, of Rogue One and, and yeah, but that, they're, that it's tell. in... I wonder that if that's a 12 mile long thing that's, you know, in atmosphere that's just just but a couple of miles or I don't know. It's it's right off the surface of wherever we're at kind of thing that that's, that's a stunning visual for anyone that's on the ground, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of these might end up as backgrounds to my phone, but I can't yeah. find any that are 16 by nine shape or whatever that go to a phone because it always ends up being super wide. But this just seems like it's going to have a ton of visuals, uh, a lot of imagery that. Oh, that, that and Japanese studios are known for. These guys remind me of uh, the guys with the big uh, low tad hats, um, big giant saucers on their head. They look like the. Uh, it's that chap in the High Republic, isn't it? The Jedi who's got. Embo. That's not who you're talking about, Steve. No. But yeah, just <laughs> we've seen this. We've seen this big hat thing now on Embo, and and who's the character that was a peg warmer? Um, from Constable Zuya. Yeah, Zuvia. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, they're trying <laughs> to find guys, some character. These guys kind of got Zuvia's. Hat with beaten or his diameter. Yeah. Absolutely. Catching sabers or catching blaster bolts, which is now a mainstay. So that's great. Yeah. Ah, cup of tea. That's brush. I think it's going to be my favorite moment. Steve's favorite. The Brit in the room is like, oh, yeah, a cup of tea. Yeah, here we go. It looks like a toast holder on the back of his wrist, too. Oh, yeah. He's got a toaster. Everything's better with a cup of tea. 
That's what it's going to be coming in Star Wars. The, the um, thing with the, bla- the 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 laser bolt blast freezing, whatever. She then reverses direction with it and shows it throws it back at him. I thought I saw. So that that yeah, she, a, a new added a new added twist, whatever. Is that the Knights of Knee? This <laughs> <laughs> is trying to get anybody laugh is dating themselves. <laughs> yeah, getting some better reception. Yeah, five G. They go for five G, but scared of it. Wearing the hat as well. Yeah, better helmet. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool like visuals. It's in this, merely this a flesh to... Yeah, there's a. Ro- I believe he's an android or he's a robot. So I found it. I don't know if they'll have him with any force powers it's or Ron anything. Buck. Definitely has a. Because <laughs> Ron's gone wrong. Ron's, Ron's gone, gone wrong. wrong. What's up, Ron? Okay. It's gonna be a, a fun little. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I'd rather have something like this than detours. You know, S- seeing it this way, yeah, you really do see. I I notice now the different anime oh that looks like uh both styles it. it all sort of blended or it was just animated me as the trailer's watching and so much visuals and so much change whatever but seeing it as we sort of step through just various uh shots along the uh, along the uh, timeline you can definitely see the different studio anime styles i, I honestly Very would love to see look. like i can't wait to see a scene where it's just like even in that black and white one where it's just like a guy standing there the wind's blowing it's all silent and then he's just holding the lightsaber there you know waiting the yeah. battle and it ignites. Yeah, yeah. Did you see Boba Fett flying at the screen too? So yeah, I find it. I find I definitely found it interesting that someone's doing a Boba Fett episode oh, with an entire season of Boba Fett coming out. A cool Forlom, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As if Forlom oh, wasn't cool. Oh, enough just delete right? that from so my eyes. There's Kylo Ren. Delete that from my eyes. That is. <laughs> but just shoot it in the middle. Like it's hitting the ground. He has to be like uh, eight feet. You know how long's a lightsaber blade? It just have to be so tall. You always have to have the high ground in order for it to work. It's totally unwieldy. If it doesn't take him off like a helicopter, I'm gonna be upset. If he's just like up, up and away, and he goes away, I'll be upset. Like just go all out ridiculousness. Oh, see like that visionary. That's why I'm excited because Japanese studios are so good. Some absolutely cool stills, isn't there? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that looks like uh, there's a yes. shot here of two guys, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> that's your uh, hidden fortress, um, you know. Yeah, that's what that. Uh, that's a, definitely what that was. It looked like uh, a Ricky. We're going to be a at the beginning of and rabbit and a Lop. pumpkin. Their name's Lop. But what's with the? Uh, Is that Jackson's so what's kid? The green rabbit. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's Lop again. So what's the green rabbit that's already in Star Wars? Jackson. 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 Okay, and what's what's he from? Is he the original He's comics? He's from the original comics, Marvel yeah. comics from 77, yeah. 78, 79. Yeah. Remember how I went on about I'm all for this so long as it doesn't get comic booky? Well, that's what comic I'm. Book-y. Well, no, no, no. These stories are going to be okay, but Jackson is what I'm referring to. Those Marvel comics, yes. how they took the Star Wars story and went comic booky with some of the things. I don't think this is going to be doing that, or whatever. But that's that's my reference as an OTG uh, fan. And it's just that that I don't want that to happen to Star Wars. Comic book stuff is for comics. Yep. <laughs> it's for MCU is and, this, and, and this DC shot, is over there. And Star this Wars shot right here has a uh, looks like kind of like an imperial facility. And then you look to the left and there's like houses that like, have like is the, that a Mandalorian uh, bird whistle kind of thing being fired off. Yeah, it looks like that. Off the wrist, it'd be a yeah, flying he bird. Black and white. He wasn't in the black. Forward a second, it comes off a droid. Yeah, I love seeing the the hut style uh, roofs on the houses next to this, you know, empire looking stuff. Is that a Gamorrean guard 
second from the left, or maybe those two on the left. Oh, it looks like it. It looks like, yeah. Yeah. it looks like a skinny one in Storm. Well, he has the skinny legs like on Mando. They're the fighting fit ones. Yeah, yeah the fighting yeah. fit ones, not the not the not the bodyguards. Oh, oh, the. Uh, I'm so excited to be back here at pod racing. Yeah, but the, this is the live aid. Yeah, you're gonna have episode. a queen come out and. <laughs> yeah, get some. <laughs> but no, I I I love. It's nice that where they're showing this again. I I wish like Max some I wish at some point in the movies they would have went back to the, the arena there. Do we know the name of the band that's in the sequel trilogy? Um, oh. 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 Um, I, ha- I I was just a bunch of Star Wars fans. We are. I'm teasing because <laughs> I don't know the names either. I'm at, but right. I don't. Do we even know? Has it been? Is it um, a thing? Is it canonized? Or you know, do they have a name like I Max Rebo and Snipey? Everybody has a name. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but none of us even know. the ones like on the uh, the um, the cantina, the Disney cantina, the, like they all have names. I've has seen to it. You know, figure and Dan and and the like, whatever. But I don't know that I've ever seen anything. I do card trader and stuff. I don't know that I've ever seen seen that band reference. No, I think name. it is named because I have the single on Apple Music. I have to look for it, but I think the single actually shows like the name of the who the, the what, band, what they know, are not like. Do, 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 you, do you think it, do you think it's like like um Java Java Java. is it figure and dan and and the it's lin manuel or remember. is it just just a band name is it hootie and the blowfish or is it i, I can't remember honestly okay. i hope there's a musical episode with lin manuel miranda it, it, it says cool. uh on, when you look up the song it says java flow by shag kava so yeah kava there we go so it's, it. it's queen versus hootie and the blowfish okay basically that's, that's the name of the band Sean, what well, say it again? Sean Kava. Sean, Sean Mendes. <laughs> Sean Kava. And then the Yakonites. Oh, I mean, the, and then the, there was the one from a uh, solo. That was the other band with the oh. giant floating head thing. I don't think that that was ever named, if I can remember correctly. There was a band in solo. Wait. Yeah, remember so, he's a ball yeah. ball the ball 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 Oh, the the singers. Yeah, the the terrible um, terrible sound. <laughs> um, Frank Sinatra and Grace. It's better. Oh, yeah, that is Boba Fett. Hmm. Is he going to fall into the Sarlacc pit in this one, too? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where we see him fly out of it. Oh, that'd be cool. The guy's going to die. He's oh, no. oh, not in the anime. Grace Slick. No, not Grace Slick. Oh, Grace Jones. Grace Jones, thank you. It was Frank Sinatra and Grace <laughs> Jones that are in Solo. Yeah, I found it kind of surprising that he had his helmet blown up in Clone Wars. So, like... Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So the only thing that's really his dad's armor is, what, the chest plate? Like, that's what's I found that yeah, kind of weird. Well, yeah. but in Attack of the Clones, you see that the father has like this massive collection of armor. It's not just one set. Like, oh, does it? Yeah, that's you can. If you think about though, I mean, if it is made out of, he doesn't of, want to wear the helmet of his severed head's father. He has another helmet. But Ryan, if it's Beskar, will it explode like it did on Clone Wars? So that might well, have been def- decoy helmet. Definitely blew up in Clone Wars. It might have not it been shattered in. Clone Wars is what you're saying. It's in pieces. I remember him using yeah. it as a decoy for them to pick it up, but we see it in pieces. Yeah, it explodes. Well, well that's yeah, it's a to, huge hole in it. To, to Ricky's Close. point, then it was it was a it, it wasn't the Beskari, you know, it wasn't the good one. It was the it was the um the Black Series one. Got it at Walmart. It prop one. Yeah, it was the cosplay one. one. <laughs> the co- thank you, the cosplay one. Um, if it if it shattered, because Beskar shouldn't. I'm well, sure I mean, Dangle had more than one. Yeah, up in Mandalorian. When it when it gets the di- the dark saber, it heats up. So I don't think Beskar is invincible. I just think it has a very high resistance rate. Resistance. Yeah. And, and Plus, at that point when it blew up, you know, we hadn't really gone into the whole Beskar and how you know 
We got to we got to retcon it and make that work for us. So we got to come up yeah. with something. It, but it just ripped it open like a blooming onion. So I don't know. To, to, like, <laughs> to your point or whatever, there, there's more than one. We see in that closet in, in Attack of the Clones that there's like multiple. Was there multiple in there? I thought yeah, it was no, just the one pile. Yeah, just I don't remember seeing multiple. No, okay, yeah. He the makes him hide the one pile. Yeah, he makes him hide the one pile. The yeah. jetpacks might be multiples, but the armor. I think we assume Shit. that there's a closet of armor in there. Yeah. On the ship. Maybe. This stuff's expensive, man. I don't know. Especially with the Empire at all. Where was the yeah. ship part? That's what I want to know. How's he have the ship and not the armor? I don't, who knows? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out eventually. Yeah, I'm excited for this though. I can't wait for uh for this to start. So that that's that's the new content that's the new content we'll have for the next Senate, yeah? Yeah, ten yeah. days ago, isn't it? So until then. Yeah. Uh ten days, what day is that gonna be? It's gonna be a Friday again, isn't it? Is it? Is it a Friday? No, it should be a Wednesday, isn't it? Wednesday. Because they were trying to drop oh, something. Sunday. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Yeah, well, there's no Loki, there's no Bad Batch, there's nothing on right now. Just a what if, but um, yeah, that'd be good content for uh, to watch. Good stuff. For I'm sure. Early. We can all watch that for next. Binge them all. Okay, well, next. so next month we, we will definitely be able to discuss visions. Yeah. And, well, what else? Well, pro- more maybe, of the books? More of the books, done. yes. Yeah, hopefully. Rising Storm. Uh, well, I've finished that by next month. Hmm. Actually, at least into the dark. We need to. We need to talk about. Before we get done with that, then we can talk about. Into, we haven't talked about Into the Dark. We've kind of went over a couple we things. Have but... talked about it a bit. So, okay. <laughs> so, can I read three quarters of a book in three weeks? Yes, you can. You can do it. No problem. Plus, you have to watch something, so it's going to be. Oh, Stephen, that is going to be boy, if, feel for you. Stop, <laughs> I, I could just not turn on the Disney Plus app and, and rewatch episodes of Lost that I've watched a hundred million times already. I might actually be have time to watch other stuff. <laughs> Lost? <laughs> watching really? Lost episodes at the moment. But uh, yes, you guys have Lost on Disney Plus? Yeah, okay. it's all one station there, or one uh, app for. Yeah, we've got Star. Care. We got the Star. Really? Oh, okay, Jeez. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. They and then lost food. episodes are, are, are rewatchable. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on! Good one. <laughs> I tried, I was going through Lost too. So we gave Stephen a list stopped. of classic movies to watch, and he's watching Lost over <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, no, it's one thing to have watched it again. That's I that, support that's your Lost reviewing. Even they're all dead. Okay, <laughs> just get over it. <laughs> They've been dead the whole time. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, we're not talking about that anyway now. So okay. So, thanks very much, everybody, and uh, we shall see you in uh, three weeks' time. If you've really enjoyed this and want to have more fantastic Star Wars conversation with us all, Positively Star Wars on Facebook, just type that into your search bar. Don't use Bing. Um, and uh, find us. <laughs> uh, this is what we are, and this is what we're good at. It's a fantastic Senate, y'all. Absolutely. And, and we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram. And we yeah. might be on TikTok. I think um, we're trying <laughs> yeah, to we have like somebody somebody on the new guy got TikTok duties. Yeah, TikTok. who's that? <laughs> I'm not the newest one anymore. Even do a dance on, on TikTok. I'm not the newest yeah. one now. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, thanks very much, everybody. Have a good day. And we shall see you again. Cheers. All right. All right. Goodbye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Go switch off.
with you.